some car makers have decided not to include AM radio in new vehicles. A number of groups have spent months fighting that decision, including the emergency management organizations, former members of FEMA, and the National Association of Farm Broadcasting, an organization of which I am a member. I talked with NAFB President Joe Gill about why the organization believes this is an important issue. I'm Sabrina Halverson. Let's get into this week's Agnet Weekly. Okay, Joe, we want to talk today about an issue that is uh, close to both of us. And just for transparency's sake, um, you know, we both benefit from AM radio because we both are on AM radio with our agriculture news. But this issue is bigger than, much bigger than the two of us for sure. And it's even bigger than agriculture news, even though that is what you and I focus on. But let's talk about why AM radio is important to have in vehicles across the country. What is this issue all about? AM radio is vital for for many. Like you said, we're in the industry, but it's a a vital resource for information for lots of rural America, which are, I would say, a good portion of our our listeners. But it plays a very important role in informing folks, but also keeping people informed when it comes to weather and other issues, emergency alerts. And uh, to have the notion where in your next uh, new vehicle that you purchase that you don't have access to AM radio, that's that's a huge limiting factor. It takes that choice away from you, takes that reach away, and it's of concern if, if this would continue what's next and where is the trickle-down effect. So it's important to be out in front of this issue and, and, and hopefully get additional support and move forward in keeping AM radio in the dashboard. You know, I have to say, as you know, and you and I know each other pretty well, um, I was I was raised and spent most of my life in a, a more urban area of California. Of course, you know, Central California is a, largely an agricultural area, but it is also very urban. So um, I spent a lot of time listening to FM radio growing up, and it, it, it took a while for me to realize how important AM radio is, and it was really once I expanded my um, experiences outside of my little hometown of Fresno, California, and started visiting other areas around the nation, um, especially in North Dakota um, and you know Minnesota, where you're at, um, driving around those areas, realizing you don't get FM, and much of our country lives in areas where FM's not as reliable as AM radio. Um, for people who don't have, or you know, if you're driving across the country in difficult weather, or you know, if you're driving, it doesn't even have to be across the country. If you're driving from one rural area to another in difficult weather, listening to your AM radio, or listening to your favorite sports team, um, can you do that all the time with FM? Or can you explain the differences between the signals for us? Correct. When it comes to reach, I think AM radio is uh, just really unique in that fashion because AM has a a bigger reach than FM radio. FM, I like to say, it's kind of like a laser beam. It goes out, it's that direct signal, but once it ends, it ends. AM radio has that, you know, Rocky Mountain type kind of formation where it kind of bounces along and and can reach extended areas. Uh, For example, at the station I work at, uh, we're 2,100 watts at full power, which is relatively small in the in the scope of things, but we can still reach three different states on a good weather day, and that's pretty amazing. As uh, we have other AM stations that are 50,000 watts, 100,000 watts, some uh, stations can reach seven different states. I mean, just that reach alone is is really. Um, not able to be matched. And, and I know you're going to get folks that say with the technology, you can stream your favorite station or network and, 
in online aspects. And, and yes, they are right. And that does have a place, but the biggest thing too, that we find in our area and with our listeners that they don't all have reliable internet access. I know that sounds kind of like I'm beating a drum, but they, they still don't. It's weird to say in 2023. And I got one farmer that's just a few miles down the road from our station where he can get online in the east side of his barn on the west side of his dairy barn, internet, he can't get it whatsoever. So uh, just a small example of some of the issues that still remain for a lot of listeners. You know, of course, you and I both focus on agriculture news, uh, and we're both members of the National Association of Farm Broadcasters. In fact, you are the president currently of the National Association of Farm Broadcasters. Farming, obviously, important to both of us and to our listeners and the listeners of this podcast as well. Um, and talking about those farmers, many of them are in areas where the um, FM signals aren't as strong. Now we're talking about new vehicles that are coming out that the, the automakers are saying they don't want to put AM radio in. So if they buy a new work truck um, for their, their farms, they're running the risk of possibly not having an AM radio available in that. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, there's a, a handful of automakers that are, are following that uh, mindset. We do have to give credit to Ford. Ford has since... Uh, uh, retracted that, and they are going to keep AM radio involved in their new vehicle manufacturing. But you will take the risk of not having AM radio, number one, available in that vehicle, or number two, which I feel is most important, free access to AM radio. There's a possibility maybe to get AM radio, but there may be a uh, subscription fee, an activation fee, and I think uh, that draws a lot of concern, too, where through all these years, um, to maybe pay for the AM radio that you relied on wouldn't be free anymore. That's, uh, you know, I try not to inject personal opinions into this, but that's ridiculous. I mean, you know, when you think about it, AM radio has been the, the broadcast source for how many, you know, 100 years now. And uh, the fact that they, that some companies think that they should start charging for it when this is such an important resource for people. In fact, you know, it's not just us farm broadcasters who are, uh, you know, on the, on, the, on the issue here. There are a number of um, emergency management groups that um, are also speaking out against this issue. Also, um, people who have worked for, the, uh, for FEMA also saying, look, it's important to have AM radio in vehicles. All of these groups coming together. Um, what does that say to you, Joe, that with the different types of groups, you know, us farm broadcasters, the emergency management people coming together to talk about the importance of AM radio in every vehicle? I think their message is so important and so great to hear that and their support for uh, some of this legislation right now. And they bring up good points. And you're familiar, too, in, in your travels and where you've resided around the U.S. When storms hit, what are the first things that go out? power, and internet, uh, then where do you sit and where do you obtain your information? AM radio is there. Uh, a lot of AM radio stations have backup generators. A lot of communities depend on getting that message out to the most people they can, the quickest and most efficient way in those scenarios. So, um, yeah, I had the same conversation where, where you mentioned, you know, the possibility of of maybe paying to have access to AM radio. And, and they compared it to our TV friends. They said, just think, you know, 30 years ago, I know when I was a kid, TV was free. You didn't pay for a certain service or how many channels. And they kind of looked and compared and said, boy, that's weird how 
we've come that distance in the world of TV. And, and they were just, you know, sharing that concern if that did mirror over to radio in the future. And uh, they said that would be unfortunate. It really would be unfortunate. And it, it feels to me, and, and once again, here I go as a journalist and interjecting some personal opinions, but I've, um, I, I just feel so strongly on this. And it just feels to me like... Uh, Gosh, I don't even know how to put it into words, except it's just, it feels wrong to be doing this to the American public, where it's, again, an important resource for people to start saying, now well, now you have to start paying for this instead of here's your information for free. Um, what, you know, we are speaking out about it. Like I said, these emergency management groups are speaking out about it. We do have some lawmakers who have introduced a bill that would um, put some requirements in. What do you know about this uh, S-1669, the um, AM radio for every, every vehicle act? Do you think that that will um, solve our issues? This, I, I think, is, is the silver bullet, as you would, because with this legislation, what it would do, it would make AM radio by law, required in all vehicles. And it'd be very similar to signals or your seatbelt or whatever it may be. So it, it would really, I think, squash any intentions of eliminating AM radio in the future. And and right now, the status, I would say we're at a bit of a, a lull right now. It, it has garnered some, some great support from some of our leaders right now in the Senate, uh, still looking for some additional um, additional support, especially in the Commerce Committee. I know in Minnesota, Senator Amy uh, Klobuchar has uh, been a leader on this and many others, and Mr. Markey from out east and others, but still looking for a, few, uh, uh, a select few number of senators to, to maybe show their support to really uh, give this uh, legislation that extra push across the finish line. And I know there is some optimism to, to bring this full circle yet by the end of the year, and uh, I sure hope that comes true. Yeah. And, you know, and I always try to, you know, look at both sides of the issue. I do admit this issue is a little bit harder for me because it does affect me. Um, it, it affects all of us, frankly. Um, thinking about, you know, again, the importance of AM radio. We're talking about in emergency situations, emergency signals go out over AM radio. Also, as, uh, as we have mentioned, over FM, but AM radio being more reliable, reaching more areas. Um, you know, how many people have, uh, you know, radio in their house if we're thinking about if it's, um, you know, a weather situation where possibly we're under a tornado watch or let's say. And uh, can you, you know, you can, sure, you can turn on the AM radio in your house if you have an AM radio in your house. As you said, what's the first thing to go out in storms? It's going to be your internet and your power. What's, what options are left? You can go out to your car and turn on the radio and listen for a few minutes to hear if you need to leave the area. Um, that is still currently available, available for free to everybody around the nation. And um, if, if uh, automakers were able to take AM radio out of cars, it would affect that freedom of information that we had, that source of information that we had. Am I on the right track with that, Joe? Yes, you are. And, and when it comes to, you know, looking at both sides as well, I think from the car manufacturer's position too, um, they bring up you know, relatively all the different resources to obtain this information. Uh, for example, you know, the cell phone I'm talking on right now where you get your weather alerts and updates, you know, just timely like that. I understand that's also a great resource. They also bring up uh, the fact with these new electric vehicles that, that AM radio and their technology, it interferes. So therefore, the quality of AM radio is hampered. And 
and I'm not one to comment on that, but I, we do have uh, colleagues uh, within NAFB who are very versed on the technology and say when you uh, take a look at the cost of a new electric vehicle, the, what would you say, the value or the amount of money it would cost to use the correct technology is so very minimal um, that it can be solved uh, affordably and uh, something that, that really can realistically be done. Especially, uh, you know, like as you said, for the amount of money that these new vehicles cost, for the automakers to spend a little bit of that profit on making this available doesn't sound like that's, you know, such a huge hindrance to them. Um, you know, for, for people who are listening and are concerned about this, is there anything that they can do? Sabrina, the big thing they can do right now is go to whyilisten.com. That's whyilisten.com. And uh, this site basically wants to obtain your information on why you listen. See, there's an easy correlation there on why you listen. And we want to share this uh, information uh, with our legislative leaders and give them that direct feedback from our listeners on why you listen, why is AM radio important, and also, as a, a side note, too, you have a chance to win $500, so a nice little added incentive. But uh, hearing from folks or reaching out to their own local or state legislators, that's also a big thing because many of those folks have relationships already. So if you voice your opinion, um, it goes a long way. Uh, a 10- or 15-second telephone message or an email um, can go a long way. So that's what we would encourage uh, folks to do. And they can do so and, and find out more details at whyilisten.com. All right. Well, Joe, I need to let you get back on the radio and start getting your listeners all of their information once again. But I do appreciate the phone call today. Well, thank you very much. Uh, great to join you and look forward to seeing you soon. Another thank you to Joe Gill, the president of the National Association of Farm Broadcasting. That's this week's Agnet Weekly. I'm Sabrina Halverson. Thanks for tuning in.